All right, folks, time for the Global Threat uh, Report, Global Threat Solutions. Uh, 100% military veteran-owned security and investigations uh, firm. Global headquarters are right here in Suffolk County. Offices as well in the city, Miami, L.A., Frankfurt, Mumbai, overseas. And, of course, the CEO and uh, the captain, Ken Bombay, 21 years law enforcement intelligence experience, serving as a military intelligence officer as well, we all know, in the Middle East. Great company provides so, so many services. Please go online and check it out. Uh, www.globalthreatsolutions.com, 646-946-6649. Global Threat Solutions, call them today for peace of mind in uncertain times. The aforementioned captain, Ken Bombay. Sir, how are you? Doing great, Jay. Thanks for having me on this morning. Great having you. So much to cover. Let's start in Idaho. I'll tell you. Uh, you know, we all wonder what the heck's going on. You got three weeks now, Cap, since these terrible murders, uh, the horrific scene in uh, Moscow, Idaho, College Town, University of Idaho, four students uh, murdered in their sleep. And now you had some events yesterday. Now you have maybe authorities are saying it wasn't a targeted situation. That's one. Two, we're waiting for forensics. Hopefully we're going to get something, DNA, they're ongoing, maybe finishing that up. And then the other thing, I saw five cars being towed there uh, yesterday uh, via the news. Five cars towed in and around that area. Uh, what does that mean? Who knows? But uh, right now, you know, and there was a big vigil held last night uh, over there. The parents, I heard some of the con- just unbelievable. Uh, very, very touching uh, last night in Idaho. Uh, but uh, all in all, you wonder where this investigation goes you know uh i don't know it it seems like a little bit of a setback targeted now not targeted they believe you meanwhile you got you got all agencies involved here state fbi campus uh i don't know what's your take on all this stuff so so yeah i agree this has been disorganized a little bit since the beginning and it's and it's to be expected i mean this is a horrific crime and it's a large crime scene and it's a very small police department it's Quite simply, they're not prepared for this type of investigation. However, like you said, Jay, we have the state police and the FBI there now. So I'm sure uh, things are moving in the right direction. I think it's it's going to be a tough uh, crime to solve. And I think the big revelation is what you said. Initially, they said that at least one of the people, if not all, were targeted in this house. Uh, that's what they believed. And now they're kind of reversing that or at least saying, we're not sure. We don't know if anyone was targeted. And what's the big implication with that? Well, this is a, a university town, and the idea is if it was targeted that no one else would be at risk, at least. And now that's worrying a lot of people, because if it's not targeted and this is a random uh, act and possibly a serial killer there or something, then, then that's a concern to the community and the university there, too. So started off really disorganized, and I think that the saving grace is that the FBI is there now, and, and I'm sure they're moving in the right direction. And I also believe, Jay, that there's a, they're not putting out everything that they know at this stage. And why would they? You know, that's usually they're only going to release information at this point if it benefits the investigation. I guess, uh, you know, it's just disheartening because, you know, you've got all of the mindsets involved now uh, on this. And, uh, it just seems like a setback. And and you wonder, you know, with all the technology and everything else, and I guess, you know, these sorority houses, 
um, deep in the woods, off campus. You know, I know, I know how these campuses are. My my kid went to one in upstate New York. Seems like the same type of situation. Um, but in essence, uh, you know, how much regarding forensics could come into play right here? Uh, how much of advancement? in this particular case when all said and done regarding uh, when that is finished uh, DNA and everything else collected how much advancement in your estimation could that help? Well it could help a tremendous amount. I'm not sure that they've released any information that shows that it has at this point but um, as I think we mentioned earlier when we discussed this you know especially something so violent like this with four subjects that there's a chance that even the the attacker's blood could be there so the forensics could definitely help um in the investigation i think it's a a little surprising to me that with all of the efforts and agencies that are there now and scrutinizing all of the video because nowadays there's video everywhere and if it's not in their house then it's on the gas station at the corner or the house across the street and every single location they were at that evening before they went back to the house and their phones and going through uh, computers and social media the problem with all that is it takes time so I'm sure they're still scouring through so much information and uh, you would like to think that uh, they'll see some type of a um, uh, interaction with somebody that's going to lead them to to who could have committed this. But again, now they're saying that it's possibly not targeted. I mean, if it were completely random, it would I I would not have guessed that in the beginning of this. But that's a much harder crime to solve. And again, like I said earlier, it could also pose you know uh, potentially pose a threat to people. Now there's still somebody out there. I would say that today. weapon used that Rambo style knife uh, cap. Uh, yeah, you know, it could play a massive role in solving this case. You know, it's not an order; it's not a pocket knife. It's not Swiss Army we're talking here. You know, it's a knife that uh, probably was, you know, a specialty of some kind of operation, a store, some sort, a storefront. Um, and I'm sure they're doing their due diligence and trying to trace that back. No, oh, of course, yeah, you know, checking stores and places, but even those types of knives, Jay, they're. They're plentiful. They're out there all over the place. For the, you know, they may not be able to ever find or recover that one. But like you say, if they could find a store someplace or a place it was ordered from, they are going through all of that now. But like we said, there's it's high volume information to sift through. So I think they're moving in the right direction. But um, it's a little, uh, you know, it's a little eerie right now that we're this far in the investigation and they haven't found any signs that this, these people were targeted by somebody in any way. That's a little strange this, this far in. I would have thought they would have had some. Again, maybe they're not releasing, but the fact that they corrected a, in a, uh, a reporter yesterday that put out information saying that, um, uh, or it was a prosecutor that put out information saying they believed it was targeted and corrected that, leads me to believe that they, they really are not sure if that is the case. Unbelievable. Uh, we'll wait and see. Captain Kim Bombay's global threat. Um, let's head over to China in the protests ongoing latest startling stuff regarding TikTok and uh, compromised information, personal information you know you had a governor of South Dakota who spoke out last night stating you know what she's banning all state agencies from utilizing TikTok or else criminal charges could be in play here Uh, alarming stuff I had an expert on the other day uh, regarding you know 
uh, people are kind of fed up, fed up holding out uh, pieces of blank white paper, meaning they want to express, but they're not allowed to express as far as uh, some of the stuff happening over there with that regime, the Chi regime, uh, and everything else. Talking about the COVID lockdowns, massive lockdowns in place via the cases, all high, 25,000 or so a day. Uh, nonetheless, you are seeing a rebellious group. We haven't, you know, you look at some of that happening uh, as far as what's happening in Iran, which we will get to, and of course, what's happening in China now. But it's something to kind of keep uh, in play here, especially regarding TikTok, Cap. Yeah, TikTok's been a problem since, you know, people st- first started alarming uh, national security experts. I mean, just at face value, Jay, China limits the use of TikToks for their people. I mean, it's like 40 minutes a day for the youth over there. And it's definitely not a good thing. And it's obviously a way of them being able to collect information and, and pose as national security risks. So TikTok in itself is something that we obviously should be uh, aware of and taking steps to counter. But the bigger picture right now, what we're seeing in China, these people pushing back, they're, they're, they have job losses over there. China's suffering right now. And this is what you see. They crack down. You know, they're trying to hold on to that, uh, that power base they have. And it takes a lot, Jay. It's not like here. We've seen civil unrest over the last few years in this country, quite a bit of it a few years ago. It's not like here. For these people to be able to do this in China or have the courage to do this, it takes quite a bit in such an oppressive regime over there. So I think that it's, I think it's inspiring. I think what we need to see more of is like our um, leadership acted during the Cold War. We need to be supporting these people in every way that we can. You know, I was reading this morning that Twitter is actually a tool that the Chinese, are, the Chinese people are using to communicate because of course the Chinese government cracked down on all communication, social media platforms. But using VPN networks, they're able to, the Chinese people have been able to use Twitter to communicate and share images to the world of what's going on over there, you know? And I, I think we need to be doing more of that, a concerted effort, and be much more outspoken, our president, in supporting these people, because um, and, and, this is the cause of freedom. And we're seeing it in Iran, too. And, and you know, you don't know what this could lead to. We have to take every opportunity to to uh, inspire these people or assist these people moving forward in their, you know, their fight for freedom over there, and it's a it's obviously a national sec- it's of our national security interest too. No question. Uh, the cap with us, Ken Bomb Base, a global threat. So much to discuss this morning. I want to jump to immigration. Um, between, I was reading nine thousand and fourteen thousand migrants. Cap uh, may attempt to cross the southern border every day when the policy you know we talk about title 42 ends it i think it's at three weeks and ends i think it's in three weeks um this is what the department of homeland security is projecting that would be more than double the current number of people crossing now you go back to since march 2020 where they have been able to turn away migrants and cattle along the border under title 42 Okay, that'll no longer be the case later on in the month when we return to you know the traditional uh, protocols under which migrants are either removed from the country, detained, or released into this country while the cases make their way through the courts. You know, this is another example of mismanagement by you know who uh, in this uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. 
And I'll tell you, if ever you needed an impeachment proceeding, emphatically, it's Mayorkas. He's got to go. Cappy's got to go. I mean, I am hoping a new Congress, you know, one of their first pieces of business in January, is to get this guy under severe questioning. He makes me sick. I mean, he's a liar. Uh, you know, he, he is, he's just a shill for this administration. You know, I, and I tell you all the time, you go through TSA and see his mug up there on that screen, it makes you sick. I, I'm sorry. It does. Yeah. You know, he's, he, just, he just spews lies. A prevaricator. Beyond belief. Yep. And uh, that's what McCarthy and this new team have to get on the way. Get him out. Got to go, Cap. He's got to go. He's got to go. Uh, he's he was put there for a reason, Jay. He's because he's he's towing their line. He's doing exactly what the far left members of Congress and in the government and, and President Biden, for that matter, too. He's 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 towing the line. He's doing exactly what they want. This is a crisis by any. Yeah, there's no other description of this, but a crisis we're seeing at the border. Not only do we have this uh, so much fentanyl coming in, it's a leading cause of death for our young people in this country. Um, we have unprecedented numbers of illegal immigrants crossing the southern border, which also pose the threat of terrorism, criminals, gangs, so many problems. COVID, all the things that, that, that the left was so concerned about, it's an open border for all, for, you know, uh, all intents and purposes, poses all of these threats to us. We see, I think it was Venezuelans were fighting with Mexican police. It is a crisis we're facing down there, a complete disaster. And Mayorkas is simply what they're doing is ignoring it. And what's, what's even more insulting, Jay, is he says that, well, I inherited this broken immigration system. No, no you didn't. I mean, our immigration system, of course, needs reforms to, to improve upon it. Everything does in this country. But you did not inherit it. We, these numbers have skyrocketed and grown exponentially. This is a strategy. This is not by accident this is happening, that they're allowing this to happen. And then not so long ago, we saw Senator Schumer, and this kind of ties it in, I think, politically. Um, pushing, you know, He was talking about that we need to push for a uh, path to citizenship for all these people, so many people that are here illegally. And that's the strategy, as I see it, Jay. They want it. They're flooding. They're flooding. No matter how much bad press, no matter how much this is labeled a crisis, they're flooding that border. And then they're going to try and, you know, it's with the ultimate goal of having having these people be able to vote in elections here. There's no, you know, Chuck Schumer is not concerned about these people and they're and, and they're uh, becoming U.S. citizens and having a better life. That's not what he's staying up worrying about at night. This is a strategy, a political strategy, and the shame of it is it's put our country at great risk. Like I said, the fentanyl terrorists in unprecedented numbers crossing our border. Who's going to be held accountable when, when one of these people uh, acts in this country? I mean, you could go on and on, and we have, about all the threats that have been posed under Mayorkas' leadership. And you're right, as much as I'm so tired of the constant political infighting in D.C., that has to happen. It has to be a priority that we secure that border, and the only way to do that is removing him. Most disingenuous man in this country. There's no question. And I'll tell you, walk through those uh, TSA and everything else, and he's talking about keeping people safe on our airplanes, and look what's happening at the border. And he's lying. He lies all the time. Blood on his hands, fentanyl, everything. 
gotaways. Over a million right now. Three and a half million border encounters. Terrorist watch list. 75 or so, give it take. I mean, it is unbelievable. The lies and covering up. Disgraceful. It really is. Um, It makes my blood boil. When I see him, it makes my blood boil. I got to tell you. It really does. Yep. The cap with us, global threat. Let's move to uh, what's happening in Ukraine, um, where I guess the U.S. is considering some sort of an expansion in the training aspect, Captain, uh, that is providing the forces of Ukraine, uh, including instructing as many as about 2,500 soldiers a month at a U.S. military base. I think it's in Germany. You know, you since the start of this thing, and you're going back now. What are we? We're going to embark on almost ten months. Hard to believe. Um, since the start of it all, the United States has trained only a few thousand Ukrainian soldiers, from what I understand, uh, on specific weapon systems. But to combat the ongoing Russian forces and aggression. Uh, officials are saying that a new regimen, much more intense than what comprehensive training, uh, is going to be in play here. So, what does it all mean? I mean, it, there's is no let up at all regarding the Russian forces and everything else. They kind of, you know, Russians' new expanded law on foreign agents comes into force. I think it's today. Crackdown, free speech, opposition under Putin. So, you know, it's getting intensified as we embark at the end of the year, which will be 10 months for this war. Yeah. Yeah. What is I mean, uh, it, it's, uh, it's, this is uh, really a strategy right now of the Russians in Ukraine right now is to use winter as a weapon, right? So, so what they're doing is they're striking all of their um, energy sites, and that's dangerous. Right now, I think there's 70% of Ukraine have power. And that's millions of people without. So as far as the training goes, Jay, I'll go back to that. Yeah, I think it's a a good sign. Obviously, we should be assisting in that way. They're going to be training them in Germany. And I think it's a sign that they're they're kind of settling in for the long haul. If we're planning a monthly cycle of training more Ukrainian troops, no one sees a quick end to this conflict. Um, Another thing the U.S. is focusing on, a primary focus, is going to be air defense. And that's critical because... That's all we're really seeing right now is Russia is now targeting their energy sector. And that, like I said, it's barbaric, really. They're using winter as a weapon. They're going to try and make this country, these people so um, miserable during the winter and try and break their spirit to fight by shutting down their energy sources during what will be a long, cold winter. And, and there's other European countries. They're preparing for it, too. France is planning for planned power outages over this. You know, when you see today, Jay, that there's uh, the EU is asking for a $60 cap on Russian oil. This is ridiculous. You know what that means to me? That means I know they're looking at it as a positive um, thing. It, it's What it means to me is we're still funding this war for Russia. We, You know, the fact that we are ever in this position, meaning the West, in a position to rely so heavily on Russians, Russia's oil is ridiculous. But the fact that we're still doing it this far into the conflict in such large amounts is, is crazy. We're funding this war for him. Um and what you mentioned before about the Foreign Agent um, Act in, in Russia, it's just like we're seeing in China and Iran. You know, this is what these regimes do. They crack down. 
each of, of like desperate acts to try and control their people and manipulate their people. What we have to do is support and hope that these people push back. We've seen a little bit of it even in Russia. Iran, we're seeing quite a bit of it now. Obviously, we're, we're tracking that. And in China, this is unprecedented, unprecedented since Tiananmen Square that we're seeing such strong resistance to the Chinese government. And China's not doing well economically. This is, you know, we have to remember, that's our, they're our, they are our sworn enemy. So everything we could do to weaken their grip on the people is, is good for freedom and it's good for America. Listen, and their economy uh, is going to suffer in a big way, these, these lockdowns that they're having over there. Businesses are suffering left and right, and we're already... Uh, seeing a decline as far as the China economy is concerned. So, uh, something to keep in mind. I got time for one more. You bring up Iran, and, you know, I mean, how fulfilling was it? And I said, you know, listen, all along, you know, there's nothing like competition and sport and everything else, especially in the world stage, World Cup. But, you know, you had a must win deal there uh, with the United States, had a win against Iran. Uh, all that's going on from a political standpoint, the protesters, the uh, Iran national team not uh, not uh, uh, doing anything with the national anthem against England last week didn't didn't mount the words did mount them against the U.S. of A. You know there were a lot of threats to family members and whatnot. This is all over a headdress not being worn uh, by a woman, a twenty-two-year-old woman uh, over there uh, in police custody. Uh, a lot of protests, a lot of protests that took place there, and. You know, it's like what you're seeing regarding China now. You know, you're seeing a little bit of a tilt as far as rebellion, rebellious nature is concerned. Something we haven't seen in these dictatorship type regimes, you know. Interesting on on, on that front. But, uh, you know, you could have had a bigger stage as far as the representation. And, you know, you kind of had a feel for these guys when they lost. A little bit. Because... Listen, they're there to win a game for their country. To get politically and everything else, they have a, a soul. They had a feeling for one of their fellow country per- men, women in this case. And you got to got a sense that after they lost on their knees, tears and everything else, they're going back to whatever might come about. You know, the threats of family members and everything else. You know, you had a sense that after all said and done, you know, it, it comes back to the politicization and everything else involved here on on world events. And uh, it, it was really, you know, quite a dynamic yesterday in Qatar, the other day in Qatar, you know? Yeah, uh, it was it was great to watch. I, I mean, in the sporting sense. And I, I uh, have a fondness for soccer. My son played it his whole uh, career leading up to college. Now he plays football, but... He was a uh, soccer player, and it was awesome to watch. It's truly like the world sport, you know. And also, there was so much um, symbolism because of our the game with the U.S. and Iran. But what I really love about it, Jay, is although there's so much tension between our two countries, obviously, again, enemies. But again, when that that Iranian player dropped to his knees, completely emotional because of the uh, the defeat. The US players come over and console him. It was a great scene. Pure sportsmanship. He says, you know, they, they forget the exact quote, but you're our brother and everything. And, and it was great to watch that. You know, humanity over the, the nonsense of this 
this brutal regime in Iran, threatening their athletes' family members. You know, you see reports of that, and we all know that this is a regime capable of that. It's disgusting, but it was so great to see the U.S. and the Iranian players bond like that uh, after the game was over. And as far as, you know, what, what you mentioned before, we're seeing this in Iran, we're seeing China, maybe a little in Russia right now, this resistance. I mean, Jay, we have to be watching, I'm sure, I'm sure our intelligence people are, for, for the emergence of another sort of Arab Spring with these countries where we see people pushing back against them. And we need to be taking steps, and I hope we are, if they're doing their job. Our intelligence agencies are taking steps to, in every way, undermine those regimes and support the people pushing back through communication and intelligence operations and trying, you know, this is, look what happened in the Cold War, you know, and that's, a, it, it's not impossible when these countries push it so far and they go to a brink. It could be an incident just like this on China. People died in a fire literally because of their their oppression, their, the rules they have. Um, and that could be something that sparks, you know, a, a revolution there. So it's these things we always have to be taking advantage of them, again, for ultimately the cause of freedom, but also for America and our national security. On Security Investigations Firm, Global Headquarters, right here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, on Long Island and Suffolk County, they have offices as well in the city, Miami, L.A., Frankfurt, Mumbai, the great captain, and all of the services provided. You go to the website, check it out, globalthreatsolutions.com. You can make a phone call, ask any questions. Uh, 646-946-6649. Uh, contact the great Global Threat Solutions today for peace of mind in uncertain times. Well done, sir. Lots covered. Lots of covering. And uh, we'll talk again next week. How's that?